0: Hello everybody, thank you for joining me. I hope you are having a wonderful day and thanks those of you who are with me as well. Today we have a really exciting one, one I've been looking forward to. I think this is going to be very, very impactful for a lot of you and this will be an enormously beneficial little training for anybody who is struggling uh, with leanness and making sure that they are getting all the bases covered okay so we're going to try and keep this quite sort of superficial but this is the aim of this is that we want it to be quite you know to the point and make sure that we're making as much impact with every point as we can so without further ado we're going to jump straight into it um, and what we're going to do is we're first going to start with a little bit of an overview we're going to give you what you need to know with regards to the main areas on which you might want to work and then we're going to break them down into the sub areas after afterwards Okay, so the overview portion is is very, very simple. From what I can see, people generally fall into three categories when they're struggling to get lean. The first one is, is that someone isn't making a lot of progress, uh, but is very much jumping around aiming at different things, focusing on one thing one week, one other thing the next week, um, and not actually ever taking a step forward, but rather seemingly just continuing to work on on one thing after another. We're going to call that person the hopper. The next person is somebody who makes decent progress or makes some progress, uh, but hits a plateau and then starts to get frustrated that what was working for them isn't working anymore. That person I would call the plateauer, um, which is an interesting word to look at. And then the last one is somebody who does make great progress, who is actually very able to, you know, get all the way to where they want to be even, um, but really struggles to maintain it. And that person is what I would call a yo-yoer. So that basically comes down to a lack in one of three areas. Either they lack the skill, as in they don't actually know what it is that they should be doing. And so the progress they make at the beginning is more luck than judgment. They hit a plateau, which is why you become a plateauer, and they don't know how to continue it. The second one is if you don't have the will. So you don't necessarily have the motivation or the determination or maybe even the patience to actually see things through. And so what you're looking for is you're constantly hopping between various different programs or various different attitudes or various different things rather than actually sort of sticking something out and really going for it. And then the last one is potentially you you have the skill in the world, but you don't necessarily have the most supportive environment. You don't have the right setup. Your, your coping mechanisms aren't quite there. And so you're unable to actually maintain it in the long term. You're able to push yourself. You're able to execute the plan, but you're not actually able to do it in a fashion that's sustainable. So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully maybe you'll have an idea as to maybe you're struggling with one of those or some of those or, you know, hopefully none of those, I suppose. Um, but the what we're going to start with is skill so getting leaner there are skills that are required it's obviously a very simple equation it is obviously a question of just making sure your calorie balance is negative but the actual the the the, what's required to sustainably and consistently achieve a calorie balance is really complicated and very complex because we are not just engines where you put fuel in and you put fuel out. The first thing that you need to make sure that you're good at skill-wise is planning and time management. You need to have good organizational skills so that you can actually build enough structure to then change your habits and your routines. So I want you to treat fitness like it's your job. Now, I don't necessarily mean that you want to treat fitness, you want to work on your fitness as spend as much time working on your fitness as you do on your job. But the time that you do spend working on your fitness, you should treat it with the same level of diligence and the same level of conscientiousness as you do your job. It's That is what's going to get you the best outcome. The people that I work with are all competent, successful people who are very capable of doing what's required to make it happen. It's just a question of transferring that mindset that you have at work into the other areas of your life. So First thing is we need to make sure that you're planning out your food weekly, right? You need to make sure that you're doing that every week or else you're just going to be guessing. If you already have well-established nutrition routines that you can fall back on, great. If you're trying to change your nutrition routines, you need to plan it out. And don't forget that not all of your meals need need to be perfect. 10% need to be um, ones that are a little bit more relaxed. The other thing that we need to do is we need to plan your training sessions into your diaries into your diary like you would plan in a meeting. Okay, it's something that needs to go in. It's something that's a priority. And if you can't make that meeting, you can't make that commitment. You reschedule it and make sure it happens. Put in a contingency plan. And then the last thing is, is planning out your days before you start. Now, I'd like to think that when you sit down at work, you make a plan as to what it is that needs to be done in the day and all that kind of stuff. Same thing with your fitness. What are you going to eat? Are you going to train? How are you going to get your steps in? All these kinds of things. Planning and time management done properly will make absolutely everything else easier, okay? So treat fitness like you treat your job. The second one is nutrition and food prep. This is a skill that needs practice, okay? So you need to have good prep in order to eat well. The world is conspiring against you to make you eat crap, okay? So you must make sure that you are well-organized and well-set up, to make sure that you eat well consistently. So you need a regular food shopping routine. That doesn't necessarily need to be weekly. It could be bi-weekly. It could be every day. It doesn't really matter, but it needs to be something that works for you. Prepare your food in advance, or if you'd rather spend the money and save the time, buy pre-prepped food. That can be anything from buying vegetables that have already been chopped all the way up to having a full food delivery service. It doesn't really bother me. Whatever works best for you. Automate and outsource wherever you can. So that means that get your shopping delivered on a regular basis by Ocado, use takeaway services like Deliveroo or go to convenience shops like PrEP. There are so many good options that you can use, especially if you're at work or you're in the office or you don't know what's going on, that you can actually you can still make a good choice, but you have to do some research. Okay, and then the last thing is, is make sure that your kitchen is appropriately equipped. Do you have the, the, the tools and the, you know, the storage facilities and all that kind of stuff that you need in order to make sure that you're set up properly? It's all fairly obvious stuff, but it's stuff that you need to make sure that's right because good nutrition requires good preparation. Third one is education. I firmly believe that with your nutrition, what to eat should never be an issue. Okay, if you don't know what you should be eating, then you need to restudy the resources in level three. The The first video in that section is called Nutrition Blueprint. It essentially is the answer to the question of what should I be eating? That means that after you've worked that out, you can identify the best choices in, um, that you need to make in whatever situations it is that you find yourself in, especially when you don't control what you eat. And then last thing is, is that then you can always fall back on, regardless of whatever has been put in front of you, regardless of whether whether you're eating out, regardless of how much control you have over what you're eating, you can always make sure to add more good stuff in. That makes a big difference. That's a good way to control things, because ultimately, when it comes to getting lean, you need to be eating high quality food most of the time. If you don't know what that means, then you need to make sure that you know, it's very, very straightforward. The fourth is judging portions. Okay, so we've planned out our 10% meal, okay, our 10% meal. So we know that we've got meals that are going to be a little bit more indulged. we're going to indulge a little bit more. And but we don't switch off when it comes to eating well to look after ourselves, because that's amateur hour all right we don't switch off we turn the dial down which means that you can be a little bit more relaxed with your food but you're always still following basic rules okay so make sure if you want to eat if you want to get leaner discrete complete meals make a lot of sense so protein fats carbohydrates make sure you've got some vegetables and um, every meal that you eat don't snack it's not it's not a good idea um if you can get away with snacking great good for you but for the most part people can't if they want to make sure that they get make, keeping their calories down it just doesn't make sense in the same way that if you wanted to increase your calories i would firmly encourage you to snack and um, eat slowly low stimulation so try not to make sure try to not to be too distracted or too overwhelmed by doing something else and just stop when you're satisfied wait until you're hungry i'm sure If you've listened to anything I've said before, you've heard this before, but make sure when you're eating out, when you're at the office, when your food is not under your own direct control, you turn the dial down and you just manage your portion sizes. Don't overeat, enjoy your food. And then it's really, really straightforward. Staying active is critically important. Um, As you know, non-exercise activity is the biggest calorie burner that we have outside of, it's the biggest voluntary, maybe I should have put, calorie burner we have outside of your uh, resting metabolic rate. you need to track your steps. If you want to get leaner you need to make sure that you're achieving a minimum of seven thousand steps every day. That means that you're spending an hour walking every day or to put it another way that means you're spending 23 hours not sat down. Uh, no you're not you're spending 23 hours sat down and one hour walking. Um, if you want to make good progress 10 000 to 12 thousand is good. That's about somewhere between an hour and a half and two hours. Um, it's not always possible but that's the truth. And the fact of the matter is, is that you will burn a good few hundred calories doing uh, an hour of walking. Uh, so if you're aiming for two hours on your feet every day, you'll be worth burning enough to just with that, more than anything else, that will put you in a deficit enough to be losing somewhere around, you know, half kilo a week. Training hard. It's lots of skills to getting lean. One of them is training hard. It's not something that you can necessarily just do. It's something that you, you have to build up to. And the last thing that you wanna be doing with your valuable time that you're investing in the gym is going through the motions, okay? I would rather that you spent two hours a week absolutely going for it, creating a great stimulus for you to get stronger and fitter and then spending the rest of the week recovering than you went to the gym and you did five hours of half-assed training, okay? So the reason is, is that we gain muscle in the gym. That's what we're trying to do, gain muscle, gain strength, gain fitness, gain mobility, boosting mood and all that kind of stuff. And the muscle that you grow is a long-term investment. It will keep you healthy and it will keep you fit in the long-term. The way that you know that you're training hard enough is that you're making progress in some form every single week. If you're not, then one of two things is happening. Either you're not putting in enough effort or my programming is shite. And I'm happy to admit that sometimes it probably is, but that doesn't mean that, but one thing I will say is you need to communicate that to me. If we're not making progress in some form every week, something isn't right. You you must also, if you're training hard enough, you'll experience this. 80% of your workouts will feel normal. 10% of your workouts, you'll feel great. And 10% of your workouts, you'll feel awful, okay? That is a normal spread because that is generally how things work. If you feel okay about the same every time you train or you never feel particularly good when you train, again, something intensity-wise is tough. So make sure you're investing long-term in building muscle and make sure you train really, really hard. And the last one is to make sure that you train well, which is not necessarily the same thing as training hard. So attention to detail over time will actually compound your results, will keep you injury free. It will help you to actually build muscle in the right ways and it will accelerate your progress to actually complement your training hard. The KPIs here are very, very straightforward. Follow the program exactly. That means the rest breaks. That means the rep ranges. That means the tempo. That means the order. That means all that kind of stuff. It's all been predetermined. It's all been thought out. There's a reason for all of it. And if you're not sure, I would love to bore the pants off you and tell you about it. Um, Understand the goal of your program. Is your program a strength program? Is it a tension program? Or is it a hypertrophy program? If you don't know, ask. That will help to determine, and we're going to be doing more on this in the future, that will, we've already done, sort of done one, which was the um, building muscle that's in level four. That will determine how it is that you approach your training. And then the last thing is use me, use video coaching, send me videos of your training so that I can see what you're doing. The more I can see, the better I can teach you, the better I can help you, the more quality training you'll be able to get, the better results you'll get. So if you feel that skill is your issue, one of those things is likely to be the problem. Okay? The next one is will, and will is what happens if potentially you find that you're, you know, you're you're kind of hopping between, you're looking for the golden ticket, you're looking for that right thing. Oh, I just need to get the right thing and all that. Usually what means is, is that you've got the skill, you've got the right environment, you're just not putting the effort in, you just don't have the motivation, you don't have the discipline, whatever you want to call it, it's not there. So the first thing we need to do is we need to make sure that your fitness journey, fitness goals and all that kind of stuff is aligned with your deep values, okay? on its own it's unlikely that you wanting to have a double bodyweight deadlift or whatever is going to be enough to light a fire in your belly some people will like that but most people are a bit like yeah that's, that'd be cool but it's not like it's not like make or break in terms of my life values if you were to say that building up the strength in your lower back might mean that you were able to this is a really common one play with your kids when you're older that might be something that you do value and you don't want to be an old parent or that kind of thing, or, you know, being able to get to a certain level of leanness would mean that you would actually fit into your suit, feel good when you're going to meetings and be able to present well and confidently. That's something that a bit said a lot, that kind of thing, that will light a fire into your belly. So make sure you define what you want out of your life. So you have like a three year focus vision, whatever you want to call it, five year plan, that kind of thing. Very, very important and then define how getting fitter and stronger and leaner and fit and all that kind of stuff how that will help you to achieve those those goals and also try to outline what is it that will happen if you don't outline your fitness um or you don't if you don't achieve those goals how will that affect what you want to get out of life okay you need to have something that as I say, I can't think of a better way of putting it, that lights a fire in your belly when you think about your fitness goals. You need to have that will because ultimately it's hard. As I keep telling you, the world is conspiring against you to make you unfit, to make you unhealthy. And so you need to have something really motivating to push you forward. Once you've got that, you need some clear action steps. You need to make sure I've, after all this time, the one thing I'm becoming more and more certain about is that the the fewer things that you have to focus on in terms of an outcome, the better off you will be. So identify the area on which on which you most want to work. You can be either stronger, you can be leaner, or you can be fitter. Those are the three, okay? Don't try and work on two of them at the same time. you you will be much, much better off if you've just focus on one thing. Very, very, very simple. The thing that I would insist on, is if you if you think that you want to do two of these at the same time then I will advise you on which one will be the first one to start okay almost always I'm going to tell you to get leaner then stronger then fitter but it depends on your individual circumstances the last one is to be process driven so this is where the the smart goals and that kind of thing come in and this is where I can help you what's your current bottleneck What do you, what's the most, the highest ROI change that we can make to your either nutrition or your training to in order to push you forwards? Outsource that thinking to me. And then I will tell you what it is that you need to do. Once you've got that, we need to have a method of tracking what you're doing, your external metrics, which might be that you want to get leaner, and your behaviors, which might be that you want to increase your protein intake. So we'll track your food. Okay. We need to track, we need a smart goal, needs to be very clear. And then that's what you need to go away and you need to focus on. If you have Align goals aligned with your fitness goals aligned with your deeper values if you have sort of clear action steps in place and then you have behavior targets that to align with them you will know what you need to do and you will have the motivation there there's there's no other way around it and then the will will be fixed the last one is environment and this one is probably the one that's a little bit more nebulous it's a little bit harder to pin down um And it's often the one that really upsets people in terms of consistency long-term. The first thing I would say is to run an audit on your influences. So your social circle, the media you consume and the home slash family environment, okay? I understand that social circle and family environment can cross over, but you get what we're getting on with here. We need to make sure that you have enough exposure to people and uh, input generally, let's just say media inputs, that are supportive of what you want to achieve that you feel like you're not doing it alone and you're not constantly swimming against the tide if you spend your entire life hanging around with people who are not aligned with what you want to achieve or even worse are negative towards what you want to achieve that's going to undermine you and that's always going to pull you back okay so find people the easy one to do is find people who influence you and who influence you positively on the internet you know we all are exposed to other people on the internet all the time make sure that you pay attention to those things hopefully what you've done is you've found somebody like me in your life and you think of and i i am included in that social circle but then also go make sure that your simple things like going to the gym like going into the gym you will be surrounded by people who are more like you they may not necessarily be your friends but they will have an effect on your self-perception Doing things like sports or doing things like any kind, anything that involves being active and doing that kind of stuff is going to push you forward. If you spend all of your life in, I don't know, in a pub or in restaurants or in that kind of thing, and you don't do anything else to socialize, you're constantly going to be fighting upstream. And that's an unavoidable fact. So do whatever you can to control your in- inputs and make sure that you're getting as much social support as you can. We all will get bumps so we need to make sure we're improving coping mechanisms we the idea is we want to have fewer bumps and they want we want them to be less significant okay so the first thing to get fewer bumps is to improve your social circle and then once they do happen less significant and get yourself back on track more more quickly if this is something that you think that you need to work on if you always lean on food as a coping mechanism then firstly this isn't going to be fixed overnight but secondly find a a list of common ways that you that you cope with you use food to cope with your negative emotions and brainstorm better ways to deal with them keep a journal and then once you are and then basically keep track of how you're coping whatever it is that you need you need to do to make it to make it but it might be something like you know um listening to music, it might be going for a walk, it might be doing some meditating, it might be exercise, it might be, um, you know, things like making yourself a cup of tea. It could be, literally, there's so many different ways that you can do these things, but it'll be very personal to you in terms of what it is that works. But we need to make sure that you're, you're getting that right because you will always have stressful points um, and you will always need to be able to deal with them. For me, I would say the thing that gets me out of a funk most quickly is some kind of mindfulness so whether that means going for a walk without any headphones in whether that means doing a little bit of meditating definitely means getting off um sort of electronic screens and that kind of stuff as much as possible that helps to settle me and helps me to give me some perspective whatever it is that works for you you need to make sure you find out so that you can deploy it um, and help to keep yourself on track this one is a tricky one be clear. Setting boundaries is important. So, you know, be clear on what you are and aren't willing to accept from others. That might be from work. It might be family, friends, or it might just be from strangers. If you are someone who is constantly being pulled in all directions um, and is unable to set, is un- feels unable to look after themselves first as a priority, um, which is something that I do believe is is important you have to be able to look after yourself in order to help others um, you can't just completely neglect yourself and just let everyone else that's not necessarily the most positive way you can have an impact on the on the world um, the then you need to be willing to set boundaries if you feel like you're being pushed then just write it down when you feel like you've had it over when you feel like you've had it pulled too, when you feel like you've been pulled too far away from what it is that you want or you feel like you've been taken advantage of or whatever you need to make sure you're having you know you're willing to have the tough conversations you're willing to um get people on board um and ultimately you are the decision maker in terms of what it is that you aren't are and aren't willing to accept you may be willing to accept that your boss is going to email you at three o'clock in the morning and say i need this done by the time we get into work okay fine then that's something that you want to do. But as long as you have decided that's something you're willing to accept, it's easier to work with. Okay. Planning fun is really important. It's very easy for us to get bogged down in in all of the the sort of the the drudgery and the the repetitiveness and all that kind of stuff. Having something to look forward to is is a very powerful force in keeping you level headed. So things like, you know, plan stuff out. If you don't have something having to look forward to this week next week next month in six months time even if it's something stupid like i don't know going for a walk with your mate or something i don't know it could be literally anything i don't it literally doesn't matter but things like trips trips dates down, outings even just downtime it's it's really important that you have stuff in the diary if you're a bad future planner plan things in in the future so that you have good things to look forward to it will keep you sane last one rest very very important we grow stronger when we recover not when we work so the key things here sleep hygiene which we've done a whole training on and i'm sure you know all about non-sleep deep rest which is something that i learned listening to the huberman podcast it's basically meditating um but the but it's less um hokey i suppose essentially you just deliberately and i know this sounds like a ridiculous thing to do but in our modern world it actually is a thing to do which is to do nothing so just to sit on the sofa and do nothing for 10 or 15 minutes and just sit there and just let your mind wander stare at the ceiling or whatever I know it sounds like that's you know who would ever do that When was the last time anyone ever did that really helps okay really helps so if you especially if you're working from home I think it's a nice thing to do you finish a project you finish a task take 10 minutes just stare at us to stare at the wall don't stare at your phone and then last thing is green spaces. We need to get ourselves exposed to these things. It's been it's been proven over and over again. It's very, very important. Um, and you do whenever you can try and make sure that you're doing that at least every week that you're getting out. Because I know that for those of us that live in cities, it can be very difficult. Okay. So that is everything I think that one could possibly need to fix in order to help themselves get leaner more quickly we either have a deficit in your ability to execute what's necessary which is often where people go we either don't have a clear reason why and so therefore we're kind of floundering as to what it is exactly that we want or we don't have the right environment and so we are unable to align ourselves properly to actually deliver on what it is that we want to do that's it okay so hopefully that was useful um that was as concise as I could possibly make it. I tried my best. And then um, let me know what you think. I I really think this will be useful for a lot of you. Okay. So when you've listened to this, drop me a message and let me know what it is that your favorite point was that when you think you need to work on most or anything that particularly stuck out to you. I look forward to speaking to you all very soon. um, And thank you for listening.